you know, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but the whole point is that, exactly, that I don't know where I'm going with this, and I spent a solid ten minutes here just kind of, oh, oh boy. Just, just thinking and wondering how I should start and going over all the ways I could and... You know what I wasn't doing? <laughs> I wasn't hitting the record button and recording. So, like... All this time overthinking. So little time actually doing. So little ability to do. Oh, I suppose I should introduce myself. We're gonna find out real quick, actually, if Apple, uh... Because my phone just... fell asleep on me. Oh. We're gonna learn if the microphone stays active with an iPhone 7S, was it? Yeah, it looks like it, Dad. I'm... I'm gonna go ahead and just go on the assumption that it did, and if it didn't, then oh well, this is a lost episode. Episode. I should introduce myself. Hey. What's up? I am... Aurora. Here I am anyways. I'm not ready to be doing this. I'm not ready to be podcasting. I know I'm not ready to be podcasting. This is a disaster from, like, <laughs> the first few minutes. Ugh. I'm too uptight. podcast to openly does weed. I got struck down for it. I got struck down for it. It's legal here. I'm in California. Federal state. Uh, federal. Just, just the whole, the whole, like, state legal but federal illegal thing is so just like, I just want them to get it over with. Hi, I haven't introduced myself yet. Well, well, maybe now that I'm a little more relaxed, I can go somewhere with this. Hi! I'm Aurora. And, uh, I am a trans woman. I am, uh, she, her, exclusively. Um, should I just, like, say stuff about me at this you know what fuck I'll just say stuff about me at this point uh cause this is not a podcast with a direction this is a podcast not meant for consumption really 
And yet I want to put it out there anyways, because I miss the feeling of putting things out there. I really, really miss that. Back when I was a kid, I used to put up all sorts of silly parodies on YouTube of like, I, I remember, you know, Zero no Tsukaima, I made a couple of abridged episodes back when abridging was like the golden age of abridging, when you had like Little Karibo and Team Four Star being active, and you had all these side ones as well. Like, I, I really remember enjoying Gurren Lagann, the satire. Ah, that was so long ago that I watched that. Well, if you couldn't tell, I have, I do like anime from that. Oh, what do I like? I like anime, I like music, all sorts of music. But the weird thing about that is, I guess like, and you know, you know, when it comes to times like this, I'm not gonna force myself to feel pressured because of dead air. That's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is just to let it all loose. Even if I go silent for like... Ooh, that was a motorcycle. Even if I have to go silent for like five, ten minutes. It's whatever. This is a stream of consciousness. This is not... This is for me. This is for me. What do I like? I like music. I like a lot of different kinds of music, but with a few exceptions of my favorite artists, I'm not really much of a artist listening music person. It takes a lot for me to get fully into someone's oeuvre. I, I heard the word oeuvre from Lindsay Ellis, and now I just... That, that was it. I can't stop saying oeuvre. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it's... So, when someone's like, what kind of music do you like, it's hard for me to say because I love Nice For What by Drake as much as I love Come Together by The Beatles and, like, different songs and different types of songs have different utilities for me, I guess. You know, there are songs that I want to listen to in the shower and sing along with because they're in my range. There are songs that, when I'm hyped up, I really want to play them because they keep me hyped up. I really like that musical and emotional synergy. I really enjoy putting music to whatever I'm feeling at the moment, and that's probably why in my head there's basically a constant soundtrack going on. Like right now, it's just kind of a Azumagadayo sort of like do 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 do. Yeah, just just the Azumagadayo main. Because that's kind of how I feel in my head. And I guess there is sort of a purpose to this podcast. It's 
but it's a very selfish purpose. It's for me. It's... I've been experiencing a lot of new things, and I guess I just don't have many people to talk about with them. The people I do have to talk about with them tend to... They're good people, and I love them, but it's just difficult to parse the thoughts I have fully in a two-way conversation, because conversations are always kind of implied to be time-sensitive, you know? There's a flow to it, and if and if one person isn't really keeping up with the flow, the other person's just gonna kind of assert themselves, dominate the conversation, and like, that's fine for a lot of points, but like, like I'm, I'm not necessarily having an issue with that as a behavior, it's more just that it sometimes makes it so my mind feels cramped a little under the pressure of having to keep up with a two-sided conversation. And I can't really... You know, that's someone else's time, you know? That's someone else's time that they're having with me that they're kind of gambling with as far as conversations go, because who knows where one may lead. So... I do enjoy my conversations a lot, but I'm gonna try and take this time to just let my brain, like, stretch and not put pressure on myself. That's the big thing. I don't... I want to create so badly, but... I find myself having so little willpower energy to do so. All of the willpower and energy I do have goes to, uh, like, the chores I have to do around the house, which I'm sure I'll touch on my living situation in a sec. It's kind of a huge deal. But, uh, yeah. Also, I have terrible memory issues. So I'm gonna often forget what I was talking about in the middle of saying something about it. I am very much am a derail-y type of person. I am I am Thrillville off the rails, y'all. <laughs> that was silly. I uh Yeah, so there might be times where I just deadass forget a thread of what I was talking about. If that's the case, that's fine. I'm going to allow myself to do that. This is a sort of self-imposed therapy, I guess. It is. And, you know, it's, it's the sort of thing where if you'd like to take part and chill with me, then that's cool. I'm down. You want to just put me on the background and let me be weird and drone on about whatever the hell comes up in my head first, then... Fam, that's what this is for, but even if not a single soul listens to this, that's fine. And in fact, that's the point. I don't need anyone to listen to this. 
but I do need to put it out there. That's weird, because I don't know why I have that need to put it out there. I mean, I guess it could be some conscious, like, 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 vying for attention, even though I don't think I'm vying for attention and saying to myself that I'm not. Because, you know, one could just keep an audio diary. That's what this is. This is an audio diary, essentially. It's also a way to log some of my incidents. See, I'm not very stable at all. And I have a lot of meltdowns, and one thing that has always been stressed to me is that, you know, I have to really log those meltdowns, and I was pretty good about it for a month, but somewhere around Christmas it got too difficult and painful to dredge up daily meltdown after daily meltdown and remember all the reasons why it happened and the lead up to it and the minutiae and the nuances and all of the various thoughts that led up to it and the feelings in the room that may have contributed and the tones used by anyone involved. It's... I have a strange mind. I've been told so often whenever I try to describe my neuroses that, wow, people don't think like that, Aurora. You're, you're one of the weird ones, not even like people who are, who have the same interests or are in the same categories have thoughts like me, apparently. I'm going to pause for a moment. is a lot of things. It's an audio diary. It is a replacement for attempting to write all of the incidents that I undergo, because hopefully this will be easier. I've created purposefully a setting that will hopefully be conducive to relaxing and just letting me say what's on my mind because that's what I really want. I just want to say what's on my mind, and I want to put it out there. (sighs) There's a lot of things. It's also a way to just create something while I have such little resources. I'm doing this all on an iPhone 7S, I believe. Mostly because I moved from Idaho to California 
with relatively little to my name because I had to leave most of it behind on the move. It's all going to be coming back and relatively soon, but for the past three months I've gone without a computer, without a game console. I'm, I, I, I love video games so much. They're one of my number one passions. One of my number one passions? That doesn't make any sense. You can only have one number one passion. That's, that's what a number one passion is, Aurora. Come on. myself as trans, yes. And I suppose uh, the name comes from... <sighs> Shit, should I get into that already? It's kind of a long story. It ties into everything. You know what? Okay, no. I will get into it. This is all about pushing past the urge to put pressure on myself to perform for others. This is about me attempting to be... Well, I mean, I don't want to come off as one of those people that are like, I'm so real, but are super not real. I, I don't really care about being real, necessarily. I just want to... be real to me. Yeah. I want to be real to me. And I want a space to do that. And that's why I'm here. So, I'm going to push past that pressure. The Nine Lives. I'd better add a flag here. couldn't tell, this is the first time I have ever podcasted. <laughs> Alright, well, let me spin you a tale. The Nine Lives consisted of myself, Aurora Moreto, Alexander Miller, Lily Amberline, Alice Gaines, Zeke McHarold, Eldon, no one knew what his last name was. He was just Eldon. And, uh... One other person. And Cheryl. And Luna. I forgot about Cheryl and Luna, Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, there was also Luna Ellis and Cheryl Ellis. Uh, sisters. Cheryl's the younger one, Luna's the older one. So, you got all these people, and in th kindergarten to third, fourth, third grade-ish, they were like the best friends of my life. The thing is, they were imaginary. <laughs> They were 100% fictional. I didn't have friends. So I came up with them on my own. And it also never actually happened back then either. In seventh grade, I got 
my very first personal computer, a laptop actually, uh, one that I could just have to myself. It was because for the entire year beforehand I had saved up allowances so consistently. Uh, it was $20 a month and I had the chores of dishes, sweeping, and wiping up the tables, I believe, and the cleaning out the cat box. 20 bucks a month. They were so impressed with my ability to save over two years worth of time that they decided to go halfsies on with me for the rest of my allowance on a brand new Toshiba satellite back in 2010? 2009 even maybe? No, I think it was 2010. Oh, my old Toshiba satellite. Memories. Ah, I love that thing so much. So good. Hardly any of the bloatware a lot of others had. God, I, I wanted a Toshiba Cosmio back then, but that line is way out of production now. But if you're wondering what 14, 15 year old me was fantasizing about as far as laptops back then, that was the big dog, Toshiba Cosmio. I wanted one so badly. Ah! <laughs> But alas, let me go back to uh, seventh grade, and I had to go and discover social media. I go and discover the internet, and MySpace, and Facebook, and I discover fan fiction. I start writing fan fiction, and that doesn't become limited to the fan part. I wonder what the saddest part is. I was so lonely from kindergarten to seventh grade that in seventh grade I decided to write and imagine my own backstory. So everything I told you back then about having a sick ass friend group called the Nine Lies from kindergarten to third grade, in which then afterwards we split up and went our own ways but then reconnected with social media, that first part never actually happened. I just made that up to everyone. I created them all when I was in seventh grade. I pretended that we had hung out from kindergarten to third grade, and I even got some people on it, like, believing they were real people, because I would play as them. I would roleplay, essentially. This was, weirdly, my first, uh role-playing experience. What a weird first role-playing experience, huh? And I'm not proud of it either, for the record. It was really deceitful, and I absolutely regret lying to a lot of those people that I lied to, essentially. I believe I got everyone up to date on that and came out with the truth. And a lot of people didn't seem surprised. There were a couple that were like, what? Because I went kind of deep with it. Because, well, they weren't just imaginary friends. I also could shift into them as personalities. I don't really know much about what a plural system is as far as, like, people go. I've only started to see the concept pop up on Twitter maybe the past year or so for the first time for me. Uh, 
but just from like cursory knowledge, that's kind of the situation this was. It's kind of what I gather. I could essentially call upon these personas and switch into them and interact with other people as them, and at the time, I was naively thinking, oh, I have split personalities, that I know now that DID does not work that way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing back then, I kind of just did what I felt. And that just kind of ended up happening without me really thinking about it. It was very much just an attempt to navigate my own emotions, I think. A lot of them had very vibrant personalities that are, in retrospect, kind of tropey. Alex was this fast one. He was very hyper and jumpy, and he was actually based on one single friend I had back in third grade very shortly before I moved away and no longer had that friend. So I actually based him off of his personality. Uh, I still know that friend, actually. Um, he's, he's really cool. But a uh, different name, though, for the record. I'm not, I'm not outing him. course, you know, kind of in that tropey way of opposites attract, you, the next came Lily, because I was like, I want my, I want my imaginary friend split persona thing to have a girlfriend of his own, apparently. They both came from Boston, and then moved into Idaho, and then moved back to Boston. But, uh, yeah, Alex's home life was really, really hard. I'm basically just proceeding to describe all my OCs. Uh, I don't want to honestly get into Alex's home life because it's a little, well, for lack of a better word, triggering, but just rest assured that some intense stuff went down. Uh, Lily was raised in an environment that was... I think it was Ferris Bueller who said this about Cameron. It was uh, an environment that was very cold, very beautiful, and you weren't allowed to touch anything. And of course Lily had the unluck of being a natural curious tinkerer type, taking apart and putting together things. So... There's Lily. Uh, she usually wears her hair in a ponytail. She likes that look. That, that ponytail look. Got some black hair. Alex also has black hair, but it's a lot more spiky. I remember kind of taking influence from Zack from, uh, from Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. I remember a lot of that influence. I, uh, I actually do a bit of a fib because Aurora is my current name, but she used to be one of these, actually. But it's pretty much just me now, without the background. It's 
weird to try and get into and I don't expect anyone to understand, but just know that I took my old name and abandoned it and took one of my OC's names instead, basically. <laughs> That's all it really boils down to when you get down to it. But... Yeah, I think it was half an exploration of my emotions and sides because you had the tinkerer side who was very calm and collected who was also a very nice, uh, it was a nice way to, thing to switch into a different personality when, well, personality, no, a different persona, I'll say, when, uh, when something was getting too rough for my default, so I would just be no quick lily switch in, and then I would become calm and collected again, and I would, uh, talk with zero contractions, absolutely no don'ts, it's, aren't, it was always do not, is not, are not. Uh, she was raised very proper like that, but also very, very suffocatingly, like, kind of repressed in a, uh, touchy way, touchy-feely way, like, you, 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 got, you got it. You don't want to be a baby in a place that's like a museum. Especially not a curious, tinkery baby. Anyways, she has a bunch of gadgets now. She's just basically like Lady Iron Man before what I knew. Before I knew what Iron Man was. <laughs> basically. And also without the suit. But, you know, that that level of gadgetry. Uh, yeah, I actually... Before I came out to myself as trans, my before my egg cracked, so to speak. Uh, and, like... That's such a weird phrase, because, like, a lot of people use it to insinuate that cis people are trans, actually. And, like, sure, I got called an egg a few times. And, yeah, they was right. <laughs> but what if they were wrong, though? That would have been, like, a seriously kind of uncomfortable insinuation, I feel. And in fact, back when I didn't think I was trans, I was a little uncomfortable with it. I was like, eh, I'm, I'm just a guy who likes dresses. Certainly not that anymore, thank god my egg cracked. But you know, it would have been just as valid to be a guy who likes being in dresses as a, like, if that turned out to be what I was. be a little weird for others to be like, haha, egg foe. Even if they're right, it's still kind of weird, because you don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little oversensitive. I do have that issue. And it's getting worse, actually. I'm so oversensitive. Thank <laughs> you.
like I'm talking oversensitive to the level where it's getting seriously detrimental to my roommates' lives, which I can't control and I have a, a tough time forgiving myself for, but it's like they don't... It probably feels to them like an inherent risk even interacting with me. Because historically, the past three months I've become more and more touchy over time for some reason, less and less stable, and there have been quite a few times where perfectly normal things led to me melting down directly. As a third-person perspective, you gotta think, how do you talk to this woman who you could say the most innocuous things or have the slightest pushback or slightest request, and you don't even have to do it now. You never said you have to do it now. But nevertheless, there's a solid chance I might melt down, and then I'll lose function of my legs and I'll be on the floor and I'll be breathing heavily and overheating and like I always do and I'll have to crawl or walk or my way to the nearest source of weed just to cut the cut the breakdown just just to interrupt it and thankfully it usually does interrupt it to the point where in about 20 or 30 minutes, I'm a little better, and at least functional, but in those meltdown modes, I am completely without function. I was actually having one earlier today. It was horrible because I set up a bath specifically for relaxation, and I got in it, and I realized I'd forgotten my lighter, and I put so much effort into making it nice and relaxing that I couldn't, like, I was tired already. I have, unfortunately, chronic fatigue syndrome, which means I have so much less energy than anyone else does physically. And I also have some form unknown right now of autism. And I have we're guessing a lot of trauma from something because from our psychology friends a lot of what I am exhibiting are trauma signs apparently as opposed to full-blown autism even though most of us agree that there's still some element of that there and extreme anxiety and all four of them kind of bind with each other and fire off one after the other so my CFS started to kick in after taking the time to do all that bath, and I was really tired, and because I was tired, I was starting to get depressed and anxious and just wanting to, like, get in and let go and relax, and then I realized I forgot my lighter, and 
like I was gonna do that to light the candles and to use my bong in the bath to specifically relax and then something that was supposed to be relaxing kind of became more stressful as time went on because I kept forgetting things. I also then, after getting the lighter and lighting the candles, forgot to put it at my side, so I had to get up again to go get it, and every single time I'm doing this, my CFS is taking massive hits, my psyche is therefore taking massive hits because my physical self and my emotional self are seemingly permanently tied with each other. Like, if one goes down, the other goes down, and vice versa. That just seems to be the case. There are rare exceptions, but for the most part, that is what I... that's the only way I can describe what's been happening. So, out of just wanting to have a relaxing time in the bathtub... I ended up in that bathtub, in the dark, too scared to move, freaking out, overheating, really overheating because of the bath water, really wanting to get out, but really not wanting to waste this bath bomb gift that I'd just dropped and hyperventilating, and it's really humid in there, so I'm starting to feel lightheaded, and now I'm panicking more, because now I'm thinking, oh fuck, what if I faint in the bathtub and fucking drown? And then it's just like, I I just, I was just really scared and started sobbing in the bathtub. I, I just drained it and grabbed a towel that was nearby and just, just clutched it and held on as the water drained and eventually after just calming down and the now empty bathtub I managed to light my bong up once and you know one puff later a few deep breaths and it was like okay I'm here again I can actually do things now It's like, okay, whew. So I refilled the bathtub. And I actually had a very good bath after that. But, like, that's the level of sensitivity that we're working with. And that's the positive impact of weed that I'm so for. And... I'm, I'm really passionate about weed now at this point. Edibles don't work on me, it's so sad. Like, they only work on extremely high doses with me. Like, uh, my roommate gave me like a 10 milligram pill. Didn't do anything, didn't feel a thing. Like, it's gotta be 50 or higher, pretty much. And then I'll get start to get messed up. But it's something with my digestion, I have no idea. But, you know, the flower, just having my bong here, it only takes one hit, and, like, I'm feeling the effects pretty much right away. I also really like them in liquid form. These, those, uh, those cannabis sodas 
that they have sometimes, those are really good. Those get me going nice and well. That sounded more sexual than I meant it to. Um, apologies. I'm trying to keep it a little classy up in here, even if I swear like a sailor. You know, let's... I I'm going for soft R. <laughs> like, nothing hyper-explicit, but, you know, I'll sling fucking shit around all the time. Soft R. Soft R. No hard R. I don't- I don't want to start describing the real heavy shit unless it's... Oh, well, I don't want to dwell on the real heavy shit anyways. It might come up. Who knows? <sighs> hey, it's 420. Blaza! on this. But yeah, I really love weed. I used to drink a lot of alcohol. I pretty much don't drink at all anymore. Only on like holidays. And even then, I straight up skipped the shot I was gonna have on New Year's Eve. I just didn't think about it. Compared to that, to weed, which... We're gonna get a hangover for. Oh. Yeah. As it turns out. <laughs> oh, goodness. Does something really spooky happen today? I, uh, got a knock on the door, and number one, we have a doorbell, and number two, who knocks, like, like, I'm, I'm alone in the house, and so there's, like, security here, too, so I'm just like, who the hell could be knocking? It wasn't one of my roommates, but, uh, I went up, the peephole, I, I looked through the peephole and nothing, and, uh, I went to open the door, the door wouldn't open, the knob wouldn't move, and that was really spooky, because now I started to think about, like, Silent Hill for the room, where some dude was trapped in his apartment building. <laughs> And like, oh fuck, don't go out, Walter. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, that was really spooky. Turns out, roommate just got home, and roommate is, uh, apparently got one of his some building kit or something delivered and it was directly under the doorknob so Amazon were just dumbasses who didn't think about door functionality 
So, yeah, that's, that is, whew. Roommate said that he'd uh, file a formal complaint with them, and I'm like, yeah, they literally locked you in. Like, if there was an emergency, I would have been fucked. Well, like, like roommate said, roommate said that. It's not like a walk-in or anything, it's just got a couple sliding doors, but I put down a nice little cot pad, and the back of a chair, and a pillow, and I've got a tiny TV tray in here, and I just kind of lay down, and I've hung a bunch of, no, 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 a roommate, actually, give credit to roommate, roommate, actually, uh, graciously offered to put the lights up for me. So now I have green lights. Like, well, Christmassy sort of type twinkle lights. I think they're called. But yeah, so I'm just in this nice greenly lit closet on the floor looking up and just shooting the shot. This is my little calm spot. Whenever I have a meltdown, uh, I try and get myself here. And, you know, I, I smoke weed in here. And that helps the meltdown subside and helps me get my act back together. unfortunately. Whenever I feel something, it's pretty much raw. It doesn't go through any filters or anything. It's just that feeling, and I immediately, it immediately takes effect. It's not like I can... I feel like sometimes people have the ability to bank their feelings and just, like, set them aside for later confrontation. But I've never been able to do that. All of my feelings are very immediate and cannot really be stopped. I've tried, but that usually leads to me failing and feeling intensely worse about myself for not being able to keep it together. So... The only solution I've found is to just try to get into a safe, secure spot that's comfy and just let it pass and not really actively attempt to get myself to calm down because that never works and always makes it worse to just kind of let it happen and then smoke some weed and then take whatever time I need to let it subside usually about half an hour 
felt that at any time I could be completely out of commission for the next half an hour for basically any reason because I'm so oversensitive and once I get emotionally hit my legs start to collapse which is why I have a walker it's not even because of like a neurological thing it's all freaking half emotions and half chronic fatigue So it's like, shit. <sighs> I didn't really know what to categorize this as. I just picked video games because I'm so passionate about video games, and I assume a lot of my episodes are going to be talking about video games, because I don't really get to talk about video games in a non pressured environment because in a two-way conversation there's always pressure to keep pace and not take up too much time and have a back and forth and that's good those are those are good things like a healthy back and forth balance is good for a conversation it's just that for me personally oftentimes in that back and forth a lot of the more the less a lot of the less immediate thoughts just get permanently lost because I can't really bank them I can't really remember them like other people do and those feelings are just gone forever until the next time something prompts me to rediscover them and I can't really say them verbally because they're gone by the time I have a chance to talk. And that's not anyone's fault. Like, that's just my brain being unable to participate in normal conversation in a fully effective way. I'm a very good listener, but that's because I'm a shit talker. So that's kind of like all I really know how to do well is listen. That said, that's another purpose of this podcast. Uh, I keep talking about not putting pressure on myself, and that's because I want to be able to be okay with exploring those thoughts and verbalizing them and putting them out there. Even if no one sees, I still want to put it out there. I don't know. I I just... I'm very... passionate about creating and then putting a thing out. It's very gratifying in and of itself. It doesn't matter how much views I get. Though, I do definitely get that serotonin hit with views. Oh, hell yeah. But, uh... That's not the point of this. I'm not gunning for views. If I did, this would be a lot more organized. (laughs) I'd, I'd probably want this to be not as unlistenable as it is. Because, I mean, let's be real, this is fucking unlistenable. But... Again, re 
reinforcing this for myself as much as asserting it for others. I'm allowed. This is fine. I hit the go button, and I'm making a thing, and it does not matter how unlistenable it is. It is for me. It is to explore my thoughts about anything I want. My day, a game, a fiction, my favorite creators, my favorite music, music I hate, like, just general topics. I put it on video games because those are my closest passion, like as far as fiction goes at least. They're my closest fiction-based passion. I want to be able to read books, but I have never had the attention span to. I tend to have my eyes read the first two or three lines and then they just kind of trace the motion of the lines without reading them. And by the time I'm at the end of the page, I've realized I didn't actually read anything. I just made the eye motions of reading. And so I have to go try and read that page again. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and it's endless, and I never get further than a few pages. I've always had trouble with fiction in books. That's not true, actually. I used to read books a lot back in middle school. Series of Unfortunate Events was one of my favorites. Uh... I really got into Pendragon as well. But yeah, I used to read back then. Even even further back, I remember like Magic Treehouse is one of my favorite ones as a kid, and Marvin Redpost as well. God, I haven't touched those in such a long time. But yeah, I, I don't expect much book lore from me, unfortunately. I just I really want to because they genuinely have some amazing stories. I would love to sit down and read Journey to the West sometime. I really want to crack open House of Leaves. Like, I really, really want to crack these open and give them shots. I want to read everything Douglas Adams. Like, I want to read more Terry Pratchett. He seems really funny. I just can't, though. It's really kind of depressing because everyone else in my family is, are avid readers. Even my little sister is. It's just, I, I just can't. It makes me feel very kind of left out, I guess. That said, it does make my brain uniquely attuned to be able to swallow up JRPGs with, like, text boxes, because my attention span can go the length of a text box. Well, at least like a Final Fantasy text box. <laughs> Maybe not like a Morrowind text box, because those get pretty lengthy and the same thing starts to happen to me there. And, like... 
that's some of the reason I haven't gone to the Fallout, like, 1 and 2. Literally, it's just how it's presented. It's just difficult for me to read that much at once. At least in fiction. There seems to be a weird distinction with my brain where it's like, I can actually crack open the dungeon, uh, uh, the player's handbook from DMD, and I can just start going. I can just, I could probably read that cover to cover. No idea why. Maybe it's because, like, I'm absorbing information that I know will be relevant later? I, I genuinely don't know. I, like, I have a strange mind. That's what I keep coming back to, you know? That's why I titled this podcast Aurora's Strange Mind. Because that's what you're peering into if you're, for some reason, listening to this. Unfiltered. Whatever I want. It's nice. It's very nice. So I live in LA. I moved here from Idaho because, well, I had a grandmother who was trying to be supportive, God bless her, but she just kept saying and doing transphobic stuff and watching so much Fox News and was just really starting to get to me. My plan was to move in with my mom and then go to the planned pregnancy to try and find hormones because my mom actually lived nearer to the city. My grandmother, however, in a tiny remote uh, town, like 300, the nearest big town two hours away. And I can't drive. So that meant I wasn't getting out there out of there on my own. But I was gonna move in with my mom because she's so much more supportive and she gets up. She really, really gets up. And She's just been so good to me. Like, she even called me her daughter on a three-way call with a Verizon representative. And, like, she's like, yes! <laughs> Literally cried. But, unfortunately, she was, without getting too far into it, having her own issues, and the plans that were made fell through because she couldn't really end up, she couldn't tell me, like, in good faith that she could support me, because she was in a place where she couldn't, and I was glad that she was honest with me. That said, I did freak out, because I was now perma-trapped in a pretty, I won't say hostile environment, but I won't say safe either. I don't know, I never really felt like my life was threatened by Nana or anything, like, 
It was nothing that dramatic. It was just little things here and there. Topics I didn't know how to broach. Or breaching. Discussions that I didn't have answers for. You know. Of course, she completely condemned all of the protests. Saying that destroying the property. I see where she comes from, but I have to disagree. Like, when police brutality gets that bad, you just... How are the police justified? Grandma kept saying, you know, if they'd just listen to police... They called it, they, they declared it an illegal assembly. It's just like, yeah. Because that's what the police are supposed to do, enforce the status quo, anything. That's, it's, she just didn't understand. And she had these discussions of like, well, if... She was just trying to be very, uh, true scummy with me, very, you know. You might be a real trans person, but we should get the other stuff looked up before we conclude that you're a trans person. And, like, come on. I know. I know I'm a woman. That is, I don't know a lot about me. And I do admit, in my lowest moments, I do question sometimes. But those moments are few and far between, even when I am at my lowest. I'm so sure that I am a woman. And that I am trans. That... Like, there's, there's no debate. There's, there's no debate. I could be afflicted with five other different things, and I probably am. But, I'm, I'm, I'm trans. Just, end of it. End of story, fam. And, then I wouldn't have it. So. She, uh, Would not give the okay or blessing to have any sort of that would alter my features unless we were specifically diagnosed. And I was like, no, that's, that's not acceptable. <laughs> that's not acceptable. I... She thought she was being mindful. She thought she was doing the right thing. That's what crushes me about it. She really had my best intentions at heart and I see where her logic is it is a shame that it's wrong <laughs> that's what it comes down to so I have an old college friend who used to be an old high school friend because high school was when I finally started to get friends at least the latter half and uh 
So, basically, I'm living with them now. Uh, and they were in LA. They offered to house me until I got up on my feet. And then I was like, yes, I will take you up on this offer. California has so much more chance for Medicare. Or Medicaid. And that's why I'm here. I'm finally have health insurance for the first time in my life that I can that I can like be reasonably assured that I won't get charged exorbitant amounts for, you know? That's not something I've ever had. I've always been paranoid of the medical system. I still am. I'm still working through it. That's... When when you get lied to by so many doctors and professionals about, is this covered? Is this covered? Is this covered under my insurance? Yes, yes, yes. And then next thing you know, you have a $1,000 bill at your door that you can't do because you've been living pretty much off of college uh, federal aid and that's not a heck of a lot that's basically just enough to live off of and maybe a little on the side but definitely not able to pay that with that like Just, just takes that happening once and getting that yes from so many people and then it turning out to be not true to completely distrust the medical system forever, you know? And no therapist has ever really understood me or anything. I went to therapy for a solid year and a half and uh, it's, I don't know... Nothing really happened. No real breakthroughs. No tools. Everyone who's been through therapy always talks about having tools for dealing with issues. I was never introduced to any of these tools that they keep talking about. So that's frustrating. Hopefully the quality of care in California is going to be better. Well, I shouldn't say that. I know it's already better. Like, thank God I completely broke down where I did, because if I were in this state, and I were still in Idaho, oh, I would be completely fucked. Because all of this has really started to peak in the last three months. organized mess. Hi, this is the pilot. You know what? Maybe I should give myself a uh, exiting introduction of sorts. Hi, I'm Aurora Moretto. I am 26. I am a trans woman. My favorite color is green. I love video games. I have, uh, I live in LA. I record this out of a closet. A very, very cozy closet with cute green lights, 
have two roommates. They're both... They mean the world to me. Because they've put up with so much of my bullshit. And they really shouldn't have to. I'm actually going to inpatient therapy and... We don't know when, but we're exploring those options now because it's just gotten too hard on all of us to keep me here in the mental condition that I'm in. is completely melting down and not really being safe to go outside because I could just melt down and not be able to move and then I'd be in the streets of LA completely paralyzed and hyperventilating and... A lot of the scaremongering for LA crime is just that, scaremongering, but, like, it isn't necessarily 100% safe out there either. Like, if you're, you look like you're chill and just minding your own business, you're most likely gonna be fine, but, you know, making a whole scene of myself freaking out, crouching, wheezing, and like, crying and whimpering, just people walking by in the streets of LA, like, that's... <sighs> that happened recently. Jillian actually had to call someone to get me, like a professional. I was just needing to go to radiology to get some ultrasound done. I freaked out because the Lyft driver couldn't speak English. It's so unfair to them that they have to... It's so unfair that I can't learn languages is what it is. I really want to be able to talk to people not from... I want to be able to talk to people in their language. I want to use what's most eloquent for them because you can tell so much from how a person uses their language. That's most of how I tell who a person is, and it just, not being able to grasp that is such a hampering to my communication that everything becomes unintelligible, I don't, because of my autism, I don't really pick up on a lot of signals well, so a lot of, like, the hand motions or attempts to communicate through the barriers of language, of, they just fail miserably on me, where a fully functional person would be able to at least parse out the context clues. Not me, though, I just stare blankly and freak out, because I have no idea what they want from me, and I'm scared that I'm doing something wrong. I'm always terrified that I'm doing something wrong. That's why I try and stay out of the way as much as possible. I've tried learning a language twice now. Once 
for Japanese and one's for French. One of them I just failed to keep up on. The other one led to an extremely traumatic event that I might talk about later, but I don't want to get into right now. It's not their fault, but it is what it is. And, you know, with a learning disability, that doesn't exactly make a new language even feasible. Which is why I also feel like it's not fair to other people, you know? Like, they're, they're in this world that speaks a completely different language to them, and it's probably really scary a lot of the time, you know? I mean, if I'm feeling like this, and I'm extremely privileged the way I am, you know? White. Well, I guess I used to... I don't really know how that works. I'm not a privileged professional. And I will never claim to be, but I try to be aware, at least. Uh, I don't really remember what I was talking about. That's fine. Sorry if you're infuriated by me dropping my threads all the time, but in fairness, you were warned. This is my stream of conscious, and I'm going to allow myself to do that. That said, I think I'm done for now. My throat's getting a little dry, and... My tongue's getting a little dry. My mouth's getting a little dry. Maybe I just need some water, but also I've been going for a while. Uh, well, I have been Aurora, your local wannabe mermaid. say to sign us out? Well, maybe just, uh, stay safe out there. Hey, 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 listen to me. If you listen to this, make sure you get your hydration in for the day. Get, get that hydration in. It's really important, okay? A lot of people don't realize how dehydrated they are. Water's good. I like water. I've been your wannabe mermaid Aurora, and I'm gonna go now. Get your hydration in. We'll see you next time.